This is Keep Me Free with Myron Mael. We all have a ticket. We all have a ticket to ride into eternity. Every one of us. has ever lived that will ever live have a ticket we're getting on some kind of transport we're going somewhere and I begin to like put it together in my mind that I'm just not living for today there's a popular saying they always say live for today you don't know if tomorrow will come. I say live for today. Live your best life today. And I understand that to be true in itself. But see, I, I just don't want to live for today. I got bigger dreams. I got a bigger vision of life than just today. I have a vision of eternity. A vision of my eternity. I just don't want to live for today. I want to live for eternity. <laughs> Do you know that those become born again, those that are born again and those that will become born again, you pass from death to life. The ideal of death no longer applies to you. Why is that so? You see, when you became born again, you took on another inheritance. Another inheritance is coming to you. See, everyone has a prescription of death stamped on their birth certificate. Everyone has to punch out, so to speak. You was pulled out. One day you have to punch out. And see what makes it so special about the Lord Jesus Christ is that he promises you something that has not been promised by any that I know. He promises you an eternity. He promises you a forever you pass from death to life. Those that are born again has passed from death to life. You have a different inheritance. You have a different destination. The grave can't hold you. The sting of death no longer applies to you born again believer why because you're born again why born of another family born into another bloodline you see there's no death in his bloodline there's death in my father's bloodline there's death in your father's bloodline but there's no death in his bloodline there's no forever mourning in his bloodline. There's no forever tears of pain and agony in his bloodline. 
All tears will be wiped away, he says. There'll be no pain. There'll be no death. There'll be no sorrow. There'll be no misery. That's a good bloodline. I come from good pedigree. When I became born again, I was birthed into another bloodline. I got a different inheritance. If you're born again, you got a different inheritance. See, when this thing begins to stir up in your spirit, you'll understand something special. That is, if you have a different bloodline, then you can draw upon the inheritance in that bloodline today. You can live a life of freedom. You can live a life of hope in Christ. Why? Because of a different bloodline. The death of the situations in your life can no longer hold you. The death of the situations in your life can no longer dictate your future. In my opinion, those of the world and those who don't know Christ have no choice but to die. They have no choice but to experience the continuous death of this life. Is it? Hey, bro. There's no resurrection in their bloodline. No resurrection in the blood. See, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship. See, when you became born again, he says, born from my spirit, not of the will of a man, not of the will of a people, not of the desire but born of God. God desires a people. God desires a people. God desires souls that he can lavish his love on. God desires spirits that he created from his spirit. He wants his spirit to return to him. See, when you become born again, you are returning back his spirit, the spirit that created you, the spirit that breathed life in you. You're bringing it back home to him. And there's a celebration every time a soul, every time a spirit comes back to the Lord Jesus Christ, there's a celebration. Why? Because that spirit has gone home and he yearns to fellowship with his own spirit that was placed in you. Even if you're not born again, he yearns to fellowship with what he gave you out of his spirit. He knows where all the spirit is that came out of him. He knows where all the spirit lies that came out of him. He knows everyone that has ever been born, that will ever be born. He knows them personally because you came out of him. It says the Lord lit Every soul that comes into the world, I created from the spark of his spirit. That's what make the evil of Moloch so detestable.
detestable to God. It's the desire to stamp out God's spirit in the earth. So when you become a born again believer, you're not coming to a religious. You're not coming to a religion. You're not coming to a congregation. You're not coming to a bunch of rules and regulations created by man to control people. You're not coming to that. You're not coming into that. You're coming into the bloodline of the living God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You're coming into his bloodline. You become born of his spirit, born of his will, born of his nature. You begin to fulfill your first obligation of creation. That is to be the image and likeness of the living God. So he might place a temple inside of you where his Holy Spirit, where his Holy Spirit might dwell. You got to know why you was created. If anyone asks you, what's the reason for all life? What's the reason for all human life? That is that they might one day possibly become a temple of the living God. That's the reason for humanity's creation. And that you might worship your God. That God might find a resting place. God might find a place of rest. He found that place of rest in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord rested. The mighty God of Jacob was able to finally fellowship with the mankind that he created in this man, Jesus Christ. You got to know what you're doing. You got to know where you're going. You got to know where you're coming from. So what happens to those that decide that they don't want to be? They don't want to bring the spirit home. What happens to those that decide they don't want to bring God's spirit back to him that created them? Because they have free will. What if they decided they don't want God? They don't want to know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They don't want to know him. They reject him. Who picks up the slack? Who claims that spirit? Who claims that soul? Who comes and collects it when the ticket is punched? What rail line do they get on? What destination? What destination do they embark upon? Where do they go? What would you do? What would the living God do with those that reject his spirit? Reject his new bloodline. I'm of the belief that there's places that was created for God's enemy. And it just happens to seem that those that follow God's enemy end up in the right and in the same place, where are they going to go? Can God receive these people into his house that reject him, that hate him, that scorn his son? Where do they go? Is God supposed to forgive those that hate him? Where do they go? This notion that God forgives everyone, 
He forgives those that ask for forgiveness. But those that don't ask for forgiveness, you got a debt to pay. Because you have his spirit. See, God is not unrighteous to ask for payment of the debt because you have his spirit. You've been carrying around his spirit. However many years you've been alive, you've been carrying around his spirit. You got a debt to pay. You haven't returned his spirit back to him. So where do you go? What do you do for eternity? If you're not going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ in eternity, where do you go? What does God do with you? What is your destination? How can God receive those that hate him? How can God receive those that reject him? How can God receive those into eternity, into his house? You're not just floating around aimlessly in space forever. You're in his house. How do you receive someone that hates you into your home? How do you sit down with someone at the table that hates you into your home? For eternity, you have to look at somebody that hates your guts. That don't make sense in the natural. See, I had to rethink this ideal of hell, see. Uh, you, you get the idea that people in hell being sorry for their sins. People in hell said, I'm sorry I rejected you. I'm sorry. No, that's not going to happen. They, you rejected him on earth. You're going to reject him in hell. You cursed him on earth. You hated him on earth. You're going to hate him in hell. There's no repentance. There's no spirit of repentance in hell. There's no I'm sorry's. There is no I'm sorry's. Those that hate the Lord Jesus Christ on earth will hate him in eternity. It will never change because it takes the repentance of God. It takes God's mercy. Repentance is offered to you as a gift. You have to receive it. The gift of repentance. There's no I'm sorry's in hell. There's no I'm sorry's in hell. There's no I'm forgive me in hell. There's no forgive me's in hell. There's no repentance in hell. No one's in hell asking God for forgiveness. No one's in hell asking God for a second chance. They say things like, how could you send me here? You unrighteous God. How could you send this to do this to me? How could you make this? How could you let this happen to me? You are unrighteous God. You are unrighteous God. That's, they're still cursing him in hell. See, I had to change my opinion about hell. I used to feel sorry about it. I don't feel that way no more. Not that I feel any way about it, but I don't feel that way no more. But I realize there's no repentance of those that end up in that place called hell. There's no sorrow there. See, we all going somewhere. We're all going somewhere. 
See, I'm just not living for today. I'm living for that somewhere place. I'm not just living for today. I'm living for that somewhere place. Every day now in my life, as I draw closer to that time when I got to punch out, I'm making sure I got my backpack right. I'm making sure I got oil in my lamp. I'm making sure, I'm making sure I got oil in my jar. Because I don't want to miss the train when it comes. I don't want to sleep too heavy. I don't want to get too drunk too much too often. I might miss the train. I want to be sober-minded. I want to be alert and alive and alert and alive and alert. And I want my great God, my Lord Jesus Christ, to enjoy my life. I want him to enjoy spending time with me. I want him to enjoy fellowshipping with me. See, we talk about long life and we preach about long life and we pray for long life, but I want long enjoyment by the Lord. I want long enjoyment by the Lord Jesus Christ. I want him to love to hang out with me a little bit longer. I want him to love to see me alive a little bit longer. I want him to love to see me in the state that he's placed me in a little bit longer so he can enjoy his life in me. I want him to be happy when I wake up in the morning. I want him to be like, oh, this is another day for you, man. This is another day for you. I get to walk around in you. I get to walk around in your temple. I get to walk around in you. I get to fellowship with your spirit. I get to fellowship. You keep to bring, you can bring me home, back my spirit again and again and again, because I'm a renewing myself over and over and over. Mercies is renews daily. You can bring it back home. You can bring it back home daily. We can rejoice all over again. We can tap dance in the spirit all over again. We can rejoice one more time. Let the choir sing one more song. 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 Let the rejoicing begin once again. Let it begin again. Play it back. Play it back. The Lord Jesus Christ, I like that song. Play it back. I like that song. Play it back. I love when your spirit loves me. Play it back. I love when you put your faith in me. Play it back. Put it on shuffle and then put it on repeat. We're going to do this thing forever. <laughs>